I'm Maddie. I'm Cass. And welcome to the All Waves Podcast. We're live. Welcome to the third episode of the All Waves Podcast. We're back. Happy to be here. The past couple days have been absolutely astronomical. Started on a ripe Thursday afternoon, and the vibes have just been creeping up since then. Right, it was a great Labor Day weekend. Um, I don't know why we don't celebrate this hard back in Canada. No. The U.S. just does it way better. It's wild. I can't catch a break here. And it's so much fun. I know. It's like I don't really want to catch a break. When I feel like when I'm sleeping, I feel like I'm wasting time. <laughs> right. So it all started on Thursday. We got eaten up by Broadway. We started off with a chill afternoon, chill evening, and um, next thing you know, I threw up in my bed. <laughs> Anyways, Friday, what did we get up to? All day rotted in bed on, on Friday during the day. Yes. I don't even think I could have. Well, actually, that's a lie. I got up in order Chipotle. You did? Yeah. It was the first of the month, and I meant that. I said... Chipotle for breakfast. Chipotle for Lunch, breakfast. Lunch, dinner. We don't even know at this point no. what meal it is. It doesn't matter. No. Just rotted in bed on Friday, as you do, and as I should. It was my civil right to do that on Friday. And then we just had a, a wine night, hung out. A dog peed on cats. <laughs> On a, on my white sweater. This dog was so excited, it just peed on me. Anywho. Yeah, it was crazy. Thank God that came out. I need to insert We'll, we'll post a picture of this dog, but this dog's got some wacky hair. <laughs> Super cute, but like the hair is so funny. And it had a little hat. Um, and then Saturday the Vols played. So naturally, all of Tennessee was just wild. We can see the stadium from our condo, so it was wild because it was just all... A sea of orange. Sea of orange. All day. They go so hard here. So hard. We could hear it in the house. It's insane. They're singing Rocky Top, and I'm like, I don't even need my music on right now. <laughs> but we won, which was a vibe, because then the, the vibes were high in Nashville for the rest of the day. Mm-hmm. But we just went out, did a little bit of day drinking, got smacked, naturally. What did we do Saturday night? Just went out. You couldn't make it out. I, I did not myself. make it out. I put myself to bed. My couch swallowed me up. Next yeah. thing you know, I was passed out. And then Sunday... Sunday is one day. Yeah, Sunday fun day was awesome. It's literally like our favorite day of the week. We get up, we have breakfast. What are you doing? Like, like can I not itch my eye? <laughs> Why do you have to do it like that? The guy, she has her eyelids closed and she's swirling her Peter Pointers on. Yo, it feels so good. It's so like my, you get your eyelashes in there and you just do a little wrap around. Oh yeah, my god, out. my eyes are itchy. It's creeping me out. Anyways. Yeah, so Sunday fun day. Sundays are just so much fun here. Like, America takes their football so much more serious than we do. 100%. It just makes, like, the whole day It doesn't even exist back at home to that extent. No. Anyways. crazy. So then Monday was Labor Day, and we went to a pool party hosted by After Dark. It was so much fun. Just good music. Sun shining, pool, drinks, Rooftop. dancing. Yeah. It was such a vibe. And then we got, oh my God. We were schmacked. Picture this. We're literally in our bathing suits and we're in Midtown. We walked down the street and we go and get some food. I actually don't remember eating at all. If you saw our story of Labor Day muck or whatever <laughs> you posted, it's all about balance. I that don't quesadilla even was pretty fire though. I don't know. I, no, I it was. Anything would have been good to me. It was. It was pretty fire. But, uh, so we were going to something called Whiskey Fest. It's just like an outdoor event that they do in the summertime. And we honestly didn't know. We knew that Riley Green was going to be there because we got wind of it from, from a friend of ours. But we didn't know that Morgan Mullen and Ernest were going to show up. Randy Hauser, Uncle Cracker. Uncle Cracker. <laughs> How's Uncle Cracker going to show up right now? 
But no, it was crazy. And I guess I can, do you have anything to add about like the week before we lean into our moans and groans? Cause that kinda yeah, leans into mine. just jump into it. Yeah, so moans and groans of the week, you know the drill. Moan is good. It's pretty much your rose, groan, your thorn. I know we just introduced this last episode, so if you haven't listened yet, go take a peek at episode number two to get the full explanation. So my moan is Morgan Wallen and Ernest just surprising us at this whiskey fest. It was not expected at all. My jaw, again, dropped. Dropped. Was mute. I don't know. Speechless. She was crying. Okay. She dropped her drink. Listen, I wasn't, like, this is all drama. Like, I had tears a little bit running down my face. Me drama. Ernest is my favorite, my favorite country singer. I've seen. Oh my god! I've seen, him, I've seen him like three or four times. I think he's fucking awesome. So like awesome. picture us just standing in the crowd, looking at the stage, and then all of a sudden I'm literally like gone in a flash. Right. Drink is on the floor and she's gone. <laughs> Honestly, I didn't need it, so I'm glad that it dropped on the floor. But yeah, everybody was just like floored because nobody expected. They're on tour, right? Mm-hmm. Like Morgan Wallen's on tour right now. Nobody really expected them to be there. So that was cool. That was probably my moan. What was your moan this week? My moan of the week was just in general, nice people. We were sitting on yeah. a rooftop one night and it was just us on this rooftop. And this guy comes up to me and Maddie and we're like sitting alone. It's, I don't know, it was probably like 10 o'clock. We're just sitting chatting as we do, because we never shut the fuck up. (laughs) And this guy just comes up to us, he's with his friend and he walks over to us as he's leaving the rooftop and he goes, I hope you ladies are having a lovely evening. You guys look great. I just hope you're having a great night. I go, oh my God, thank you so much. That's so lovely for you to say. And then he like starts to walk away and then comes back. He goes, whatever dream you got, keep chasing it because God's got you and it's all gonna work out. Whatever you got going, just keep going. And I was like, me and Maddie just looked at each other. I was like, that was literally the sweetest thing. And it's just a reminder that nice people, like it does not cost you anything to be nice. And like, obviously he got like that vibe, right? Because he was walking away Mm -hmm. and like our conversation was over. Like it was blatantly over. And then he came back and he, like you could just tell that like his energy was high. You know, you could tell he had something to say. He was like, he was thinking and I was like, oh, like interesting. Like what's this guy have to say? And like, he's got the crystals on his neck, the whole bit. Crystals, dreads, like funky hat. And he just goes, you know, anything you got, going on right now. He's like, now. I don't know like, what you guys are doing. That's right. what he said. He was like, I don't know what you guys are doing, but like, whatever it is, God's got you. But it was the fact that he came up, said that. We recognized, like we both looked at each other and was like, wow, that was so sweet. And then we go downstairs until you can't play it. And if you've heard that song, you know, you know the lyrics, go listen to it. But it's just a reminder that it literally costs you nothing to be nice. And another example of that, we're in the elevator, this lady comes in and she's going to her floor and it's like, you lovely ladies have a beautiful night. Like, thanks. You too. Right. And like, it's just a reminder that it pay it to pay someone a compliment. It costs you nothing, and it can brighten their day times a thousand. And I feel like over the past like couple months, I've really just like realized like put your fucking phone down. Like you're going in the elevator. Like you don't need to be standing there on your phone like an awkward person. People right. be going on their Instagram, their Snapchat, and doing whatever else. And like, just be present. Right. And I think that's a little bit because of like, my phone obviously has been working really the same here. I'm not on the same plan and whatever else, but I just haven't been on my phone right. as much. And I'm just like- Aware of what's happening. Aware of what's you. happening. People are talking to me and like, we're actually having like a connection, whether it be like, have a beautiful night or like whatever you're right. doing, like vibes are fucking good. So and keep that, going. Yeah, so that's that's my moan of the week is yeah. just genuinely nice, nice people. people. It costs you nothing to pay someone a compliment. The cheapest thing you could do, and the most like valuable thing you could and do. And pass it on. We, we just love. need. We need more of that. We need more of that love, and just 
right? Good vibes. The world is mm-hmm. a sad place, but it doesn't have to be. Nope. So pass your, <laughs> drop the fucking mic, but you know, like, it doesn't have to be. So it doesn't. You so got, it's nice. the perspective you look at it from, and when you realize that there's literally so many nice people out there, you start being more nice, and more nice people come into your life. It's just it's ring, it's ring a revolving door. door. Yeah, it's a revolving door. It's like just be a fucking nice person mm-hmm. that's it that's literally all that you can say we really should do our groans and do the moans after, after? you know what i mean to end on a good note yeah you know what i mean we'll start doing that okay we'll do that next time yeah do you want me to go with my groan of the week yeah go for it all right well i'm sure all the ladies and some men can relate to this one but <laughs> my groan of the week is people i guess in general who aren't aware of making other people feel uncomfortable and they're just fucking weird <laughs> we met some guys a couple weekends ago and holy fuck i have never met a weirder human being in my life not to say like weird people aren't not dope, weird I love we're it. all weird we're, this is a different this is disrespectful this weird. is disrespectful weird and it just made me feel unsettled and uncomfortable yeah everybody can relate to this everybody's felt uncomfortable in their lives mm-hmm. anyways this guy was fully like sniffing girls hairs at the club <laughs> Like it's like, sound, it, sound, it might sound funny, but it was it like wasn't. it was uncomfortable to watch. It wasn't. It it was uncomfortable. Like I literally didn't even know what was happening. I was afraid. I was genuinely afraid of him. I was just like ignoring him because he kept asking me like to dance and like the whole bit. Like he's just trying to get my attention. He's just whatever. He was trying to get your attention. He was trying to get the attention. Oh, after he came up to me and literally was like, "Do you have your lips done?" And I was literally didn't have time to answer. And he goes, "I don't like that." <laughs> That's a great king. I'm glad that you don't like that. Like, I, who are you? Right. That's what I said. He said that all in the same wind of things. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't like it. I actually didn't even answer you, number one. You don't even know if I do have my lips done. And you don't number, even know who I am. You don't even, I'm like, who are you? Mm-hmm. Oh, my name's blah, blah, blah. Don't care. Don't care. I don't like that. <laughs> That's what I said. Yeah, I don't like that. But anyways, he was one of those guys, too. Like, you guys can, you totally, like, will understand this. But it's that vibe of, like, you call them out, ignore them, turn them down. Because they feel but like they're they... entitled. He, f- he felt like he was entitled to something. I don't know what the fuck, but he felt like he was entitled. Well, you know, like you turn those guys down, you call them out, you ignore them, and then they actually get mad at you because your egos are bruised. Mm-hmm. Like we've all, girls can relate to this, but we've all had that guy where he comes up, he's hitting on you, he's calling you cute, blah, 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 and like you're just not interested, and then he goes, yeah, you're not that cute anyways. <laughs> really, then why did you come up to me and start talking to me? Right. Like, geez, but it's like, it's embarrassing. Mm-hmm. Walk away with your balls still intact, would you? <laughs> like, instead, you're walking away with your dick between your legs, like, oh, I don't know what happened. <laughs> Holy crow. Anyways, that's my groan of the week, is just men and people, honestly, in general. I'm sure guys have felt uncomfortable, too. I just don't know it from that perspective, right? right. That people are just here to make, sometimes here to make you feel uncomfortable, but they don't even understand. They're not aware of it. Mm-hmm. And then you call them out. And their ego is so And then so they attack bruised. you. And you're like, I actually don't understand what's going on here. Mm-hmm. You're in love with me. You're not in love with me. Now you hate me. And I don't know what's going on. There's some issues here. Underlying issues here. I'm not sure what they are, but... It's called trauma. Let's carry on. Anyways, what's your groan of the week? My groan of the week is people who are always in a rush. <laughs> That's so, a good one. That's a really good one. I was at a cafe and was had my little bag, had my matcha, was going to find a seat for me and Maddie. We literally just needed a table with two, two seats. And I was like, oh, okay, there's a table with four seats, no problem. It's got a little extra space. We can like set out our laptops and books and whatever. I'm walking to this table 
and this lady just bolts beside me. I'm like, oh, okay. I could tell that she obviously wanted that table, but it was just her. Four per person table for, for one person. It just made me laugh, because I was like, it's, it's no sweat off my back. Like, if you want that table, go ahead. Like, take it, I, I don't care. But the funny part is, is that she was rushing, and she looked like she was like trying to beat me to it, that her bag got caught on a chair, and like, just like catapulted her back. Like, you know when you're walking, or you're in the kitchen sometimes, and your pant loop gets stuck That's, on the- That happened to me literally four times yesterday. <laughs> your pant loop gets stuck on the drawers, and it just like sends you back, or you get- I think We've all been there. Like, yeah. slingshots you back. Your bag gets caught on something, it just like pulls you back but I just thought it was funny because it's like why rush to that the same it's the same idea as like rushing to a red light like passing someone to rush to a red light or we've all 100%. been in that position to see people like that but like I get it if there was like a if there's like a slow walker or mm -hmm. something you're trying to pull the pass sometimes you got to rush past them right you know like you're trying to pull the pass sometimes you got to get to where slowly, you're going sometimes like and it's not rude like people have passed me before too it's whatever mm -hmm. but anyways the the groan of the week is people who are always in a rush. It just, it's funny to see from a different perspective looking from the outside in sometimes because it's like, just slow down. Because right. sometimes people are rushing so hard that they feel like everything's against them. But really, if they just slow down for a second, they realize that it's all going for them. They're going to be okay. Um. Oh, I want to explain in yeah. this episode about why we called it All Waves. Yeah, a bunch we, of figure, people... we figure we'll tell you what the meaning behind All Waves is Well, now. a bunch of people have been asking too, like, oh, what's it, like, what's it called? And then All Waves, and then it's like, oh, why'd you call it All Waves? Mm -hmm. So I feel like... I feel like when we tell people too, we're always doing like a little wave motion with our hand. We're like, All Waves. Oh, wow. <laughs> a little wave motion. They're like, oh, All Waves. Like, all that's waves. so cool. Because yeah. sometimes, like, we say it quick when we're out and passing, and it's like, always like no all all waves but like always always it's kind of like catchy thing but right basically it can get misconstrued but we love it we love the vibes behind it and why we call it all waves is life is like a series of ebbs and flows in the wave of the motion i'm literally doing a wave with my hand right now so please join in wave with your hand wave things are gonna happen and you can't avoid them and you know sometimes in your life there's tsunamis and sometimes there's tidal waves <laughs> yeah. and sometimes there's sometimes currents and undertow and god knows what yeah. else and sometimes the water is calm sometimes it's uh overwhelming but all we can do is learn how to swim or float because floating is sometimes just surrendering to the wave but right. if we can learn how to swim in it we can learn how to go with the ebbs and flows of life and or if we're just floating we're just letting things come and go as they please and sometimes you're drowning yeah sometimes like sometimes you're in the trenches yeah. and you're literally drowning but it's like that's the thing is it's so cool like people are always like just ride the wave just mm -hmm. ride the wave and like we took that and like applied it to everything in life. Like life is literally all about just waves. So yeah. just ride them. Like it's you all you can do because you can't control the ocean. Right. So the meaning behind it is basically just like learning how to ride the waves of life and roll with the punches. Because nothing is ever going to be stagnant in life. And life, life is already planned yeah. out for you. So you either work through it. Yeah and surrender to it, or you just fight the waves the whole time, and how tiring is that? Just like the lady rushing to her chair, like always rushing to things, just just slow down, ride the waves. All waves, baby. Well, also too, like you go into things, and often a lot of them aren't meant to like work out for you, and life is showing you that, but you're trying so hard to grasp it and make it work. Like it's always, life is always just gonna happen mm -hmm. before you and to you. So you either play the victim, and what was me, life is happening to you, or, or you play just the learn, surfer. <laughs> or you play the surfer, you just learn how to ride the wave, and, and it isn't easy. It isn't easy, right? Nope. I always like to think of waves as emotions too. They come and go, they never have to stick around, but they're always flowing. I just got this wave of anger. Mm -hmm. You hear that all the time. Right, but it comes and goes. Right. So you just gotta let it. Hey, nothing lasts forever. Nope. And one day, none of it's gonna matter. So who cares?
All waves. Who even cares? Okay. Do you want to jump into the topic? Yeah. All right. Well, this week we're going to jump into a topic that is, it's a large topic. It's a large topic. But, so we're going to unravel it slowly because we want to be mindful. We want to do it justice. Mm -hmm. uh, we want to break it down and, you know, touch on like everything that we can and connect with you guys on this level. We want to talk about navigating through relationships and figuring out what's worth it and what isn't. Yeah. Everybody can relate to that. Yeah, we haven't touched on this topic yet, but it's going to be probably a big portion of the podcast because right. everybody can relate to it. Well, yeah, you're creating relationships literally like on a weekly basis, whether mm -hmm. it be small, large, like you really don't know. Platonic, romantic, right. anything. Right. Friendships. Yep. And you're always working on them. Mm -hmm. Relationships are like... Relationships should be. <laughs> right. Relationships and connections are the most important thing in this life. Mm -hmm. They really are. Connection. Human connection. Yep. That's all we want. We said that... I think we said that in the first mm -hmm. episode. Is you, Probably. You would be, you'd be lying if you said that human connection wasn't like the biggest foundation of our life. It's the root of yeah. all everything. Love. Yeah, so that's the topic uh, for this episode, and like we're definitely gonna be jumping into this lots. Mm -hmm. Like it's it's gonna be something like we're gonna. It's such a relatable topic that everybody can relate to. And no matter if they've been through it, they're right. going through it, or maybe they will go through it eventually, right? 100%. Like you're always gonna be going through relationships and friendships and whatnot. So it's like... and with yourself too, not yeah. just with other people. Like connection is within mm -hmm. as well, and I feel like I feel like that's where we kind of have to start, right? Because learning about yourself first in real life that's how it should be you should mm -hmm. never be backtracking the other way because mm -hmm. then it gets messy <laughs> but yeah so definitely starting off with that do you kind of want to let's go into a little bit of a backstory about like our romantic relationships just so that people sure. kind of know where we're coming from know where we're coming from and you know what things change all the time so things are changing if you're ebbing and this flowing. Year from now <laughs> that's the thing things are always ebbing and flowing all yeah. waves all right well you go you can start off all right, so a little backstory, I guess. We'll just jump into... I mean, we've both been done. We've <laughs> we both had our, fair, our share. fair share of being done dirty. Yeah. I mean, whatever in this day and age, it's honestly, I feel like more It's more common. And it's, it's more difficult to find that connection. Mm -hmm. And that's why, like, that whole knowing yourself and getting to know you and so the way that you love and whatever else, it's so foundational because... People have everything on their fingertips. I saw this in another podcast. I can't remember. It was on my TikTok. But they were talking about, like, if you think it's easier to date in this day and age with Tinder, dating apps, Instagram, blah, blah, blah. No, right. I think it's fucking so much more difficult. Well, the biggest thing about that is there's so much more options at our fingertips Well, people now. think that they have well, people, a better option right. than everything that they so already have. So they'll go to one option, then it's not like they get one little ick. And there's it's someone like, hotter oh, and then... Someone more successful, someone this, someone that. Money. There's always going to be something. The guy with the bow and then the guy <laughs> with the... Like, whatever. There's always going to be something. There's always going to be something. Right. But yeah, I agree with you. Like, there's so many options where people get... It's kind of like that aimless thing that we were talking about the other day. Where you're just we're, chasing something right. that you don't even know about. Yeah, you don't even know. You don't even know what direction. You're just aimless because right. you don't have a direction to go in. That's an inner problem, though. Mm -hmm. People that are always moving on to the next thing, the next better thing, quote-unquote, it's a self-love problem yeah. because they're not fully understanding what they're even looking for, mm -hmm. you know? So, anyways, you go ahead and give me a little bit of your backstory Maddie and I have both been in like long-term relationships. I've been single now for three and a half years, which means this is the longest time I've been single since I was 14. Which is literally crazy to me. 
that is when I look at that now it's like oh my god it's crazy obviously I value all the connections that I had but and I've learned so much from them but since I was 14 like 14 till now it's literally like a decade yeah it it is a decade oh my god I've been single for the majority of my life Mm -hmm. I only really had one one relationship but I've been single for five years over five years Mm mm-hmm there's been a few, a few little situations, ships oh in my between, God, I, right? What are you <laughs> fucking crazy? I Who hasn't? Had, I've had some really good connections over the past year that I would have never been able to form in maybe that like four year period of being single just because I was healing myself and like trying to experiment with like what I needed. Mm-hmm. But the problem was I feel like for me through that time period was like, I really struggled deeply now looking back. I mean, in the moment, everybody was always like, oh yeah, Maddie doesn't need anybody, blah, 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 which is true. I don't, but I had that kind of edge and I was just very like, I don't need anybody to do anything for me. I can do it for myself, whatever. Whereas like, I felt like I was always filling other people's cups Mm -hmm. and I was always just taking for myself and taking all my energy and like trying to make people love me. Well, it's hard when you're getting out of a relationship too sometimes because it's like, you've gone all this time with this one person and now they're out of your life and now you're you're trying to make sense of what's happening to make yourself happy but it's easier to just like kind of neglect yourself and make others around you happy or try and force things to happen around you or you know get happiness from somewhere else like those quick fixes and stuff like that but you've probably learned that it's like it's taken time to really dive into what makes you happy right and And i feel like connections that I've made over the past year are more fulfilling because I've been in the position where I can accept somebody else filling up my cup mm-hmm. and me and filling up theirs. so hard. Right? It's yeah. not easy to be vulnerable and like let people in, but those connections that I've made are ones that are adding to my life mm-hmm. instead of me just like always trying mm-hmm. to reach out to make people love me. Mm-hmm. Like I'm a lovable person. I don't need to convince somebody to want to be with me. And then you feel drained when you're in that situation trying to justify someone's actions or why they aren't showing up for you. It's right. like show up for yourself first, justify your own actions first, love yourself first and right. then and then invite that into your life because it's beautiful but but it's so hard to be vulnerable because even those times that I was vulnerable before I had like this kind of self-discovery part of my life for this era Mm -hmm. in my life is like I explained to people what triggered me and like what created my traumas and relationships and they used that against me Mm -hmm. they literally used it and just like did it to me again and just like made me feel like shit and it's like that just goes to show that reflects on them though not me 100 percent. not me but it's like i was never with guys who were men Mm -hmm. those guys that were boys and not ready to to deal with like what i needed to expect of them and set those boundaries but that's just the self-love part of it all right Mm -hmm. and i mean i think that's the biggest part in navigating relationships and figuring out what is worth it and what isn't you literally can't do that without setting that foundation of loving yourself first. Yeah, 100%. I 100% so cliche. agree. It is, but it, like practicing self-love and wholeheartedly loving yourself and knowing yourself is what allows you to track, attract those relationships that are in the same alignment as you are. Right. You're both moving no with more love. Boys. You're, you're no more boys. You're both moving with love and, and just like compassion and understanding and vulnerability. It's like mm-hmm. those deep things where it's like, those relationships in the past that me and 
yeah, like me and you have both had, we look at those now and it's like, what was I doing? But it's so funny because even you and I haven't talked, like have talked about it mm-hmm. where it's like, it's not a told you so thing because we would never speak to each other like that. But it's almost like in your head where it's like, you told me, but I couldn't understand it because I didn't live through it on my own. And that, that right there is we, we apply that to everything. Like anything in life, you literally have to go through it. Someone could tell you a thousand times, oh, that's not, it's not the best relationship for you. Or, oh, maybe that's not the best decision. But that's why I'm like, don't tell people what to do. Like, don't tell people how to live their life because they got to do it to figure it out. And it's never, our relationship is never, I told you so. It's like, hey, like remember we talked about that it's like fuck yeah man like but i just now i see it now no but i had to go through it to see it i was talking to one of our friends yesterday about it um i don't even know if i told you this but we were just talking about like past relationships that he's had and whatever else and he's like yeah like so and so warned me and Mm -hmm. told me not to do it told me to be careful told me to whatever and it's like how many times have we said that to our friends like just be careful. Like, I don't know. Like, just be careful. I'm getting a weird vibe. But it's like they don't know until they literally live through it. Mm-hmm. So sometimes you just got to sit back. And it, as bad as it sounds, you got to let your friends go through the pain. Right. And it they sucks gotta to feel see, that pain. It sucks to see that sometimes of, like, your friend being, like, treated poorly. It's like, dude, what are you doing? But they're not – Some the switch isn't going to flick for them until that veil is, like, released. Until mm-hmm. they're, It's like an aha moment. It's like – holy shit, what was I doing? Mm -hmm. Like, why was I allowing myself to be treated that way? Or why was I doing that? All you can do is like, just support your friends through that Mm -hmm. stuff. And again, with your self love, working on that, it always reflects on the relationships around you. And friendships is a huge, huge thing. And And especially for girls too, like with boy, sorry, men, boys, dealing with bo- shitty boys, like, yeah. girls... I mean, girls are, more, are like, horrible, too. Right. Like, I, I wanted to say that earlier, sorry, before you mm-hmm. continue, that it's, like, us saying, like, boys and men and whatever else. Like, same thing with women and girls. Like, there are girls out there that are damaged and treat men like shit. I'm not saying, woe is me, fuck men, this isn't a feminist podcast. No, we I love, love men. men. <laughs> you, we love men. Men are the best, but it's, like... Men. <laughs> But it's the same thing with girls. Mm-hmm. There's some fucking girls out there too that are using men or boys and just treating them horribly. And we feel for you guys too because some bitches be crazy. <laughs> um, the moral of the story on this topic is like self-love is the most important love you can give for yourself because then you can share it with your friends. And it's just so important for finding that true connection in everything in life and it creates balance Mm -hmm. right it creates that balance of like your self-love but then you're able to love your friends and then your friends are able to love you and it's a like a little extension it's a little extension from your heart right like you're you're allowed to pour out that love because it's just overflowing out of your cups and you want, want to love them yeah you want to give that to other people it's not you're not Oh, I I have to love you because you did this for me or this and this. It's just, I get to choose you. I get to love you. And like that is a decision that I'm making wholeheartedly. Without expecting anything No back. expectations. Unconditional. Right. Because how many times have people done things and expect something back from mm-hmm. you? Yeah, but I did this for you. So where's my blank? Right. What do you mean where's your blank? Where's my you sweet treat? <laughs> Kath and I have this problem where we can't have a meal without having a sweet treat after. Um, That's a side note. It is, but it's, I don't know, it's just really, really important to really channel in on that self-love because by 
fulfilling yourself with that self-love, you're able to just invite those true connections in that are so rare. Mm-hmm. And you acknowledge them. Because mm-hmm. it's like, what the fuck was I doing before with Joe Blow and fucking this guy and that guy and whatever else? It's like investing your energy. <laughs> in stupid stuff. Yeah. In stupid stuff where you can be putting that energy Worrying about what they're doing. Yeah. They don't care about you. I don't care what you're doing. Right. Or you have that toxic relationship where there, I don't know, it's just, there's so many different ways that there's I can give this as an example. Right. Because I've heard different examples with people and we've lived through it. Mm-hmm. There's just an imbalance and you feel it, but you can't acknowledge it until something literally flips for you. But for us, that's where the whole self-love bit comes in because you got to fill your own cup. And that was like, that was the main reason why I left my last relationship was if I can't have my own two feet on the ground for myself, how can I like have it on the ground for us. Right. So that was my decision to leave that relationship. I couldn't, like I didn't even know who I was really. And I was going through like so much on my own. That's like, I can't physically give to this relationship right now. So I got to go off and it sucked. I think that's like, that is so hard to actually acknowledge that and be like But that's just leaving. being a bigger person. Right. Cause you could literally have settled in and honestly, you guys could still be together, but like if your cup's not filled, how the fuck are you supposed to still meet him in the middle and love right. him how he needs to be loved? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like that's so, interesting because your standards mm-hmm. of it are always changing too and evolving because new things are happening with you and you're investing in yourself no matter what it is. Mm-hmm. Like you could have different experiences coming your way or you could just have new things coming up, triggers, things like that. But your standards are always going to be changing. So you just got to figure out what those standards are for you in that moment. And that's been the best the best learning experience like in these past three and a half years is just learning who I am, what fills my cup and like just going for it. Because right. now I'm, not, I'm so fulfilled by myself. Obviously everybody has like down days and whatnot, but just filling your own cup and really understanding what, what lights you up and not having to like lean on someone else for your happiness or, or being dreamy or emptying mm-hmm. out your cup to try and fill a bunch of other people's cups. It's, For them to it's eventually filling. fill your cup, but they never do. Right. So. You're just waiting there with your cup. It's like your hands it's, because you don't even have a cup anymore because you gave it to them. <laughs> you don't even have a reusable right. water bottle. You're just using like your Like I'm out here trying to fill up my cup, which is now my hands, and everything's just falling through the cracks yeah. of my fingers. But it's like you'd be lying if you said that you didn't have any triggers. Oh, absolutely. Or we'd be lying if we said that we don't get triggered by things that have that have happened before. And I'm sure that you and I have created triggers for other people too. And mm-hmm. if we have, like, we and they're listening, we hope that they've like that they've worked through those too. Because right. it's you're not ever doing it. Well, fuck, people might have done it intentionally to me, but I've never done it mm-hmm. intentionally to other people. You know. And it's hard. Those triggers will come up in in different relationships, and it's your it's your choice at that point when they do come up. Am I gonna act the same way, or am I gonna recognize them? And that's where I've found the biggest growth in relationships is when I do form connections and something's triggering me. I don't stop act, asking them. I stop asking. I don't act out in the same way that I used to. I look at it. I'm like, hmm. It's just we always say we take note. Right? Oh yeah, yeah. We you take note of what's happening. It's just noted. It's noted. That's Every time, it's just noted. It's we, noted. We do say that often. It's like, okay, like he did that, and you know what? It's not detrimental in the sense that like I'm never gonna speak to them again or whatever. But it's like, you know what? Noted. That's noted. Mm-hmm. I I'm noting that that I that I'm taking that and you know triggers again going back to it like you said like you're done asking for things and it's like you're done asking for somebody to mask that feeling. Mm-hmm. 
right? Like you have a trigger, you address it, you work through it. Fuck, yeah. it's not gonna happen overnight. It takes a long time. And like I said, like those triggers, I think show up when you do have more of a true connection because you're now forced, you're either gonna bring in those old habits into a relationship or you're going to learn from them and not do them again. And, and that's huge and, for self-love too, and bring it's them, mastery. Bring them up, talk about them, communicate. Like that is, mm -hmm. that's a huge part of realizing them and transmuting them into a learning lesson instead of, you know, reacting the same way or bringing them up or pulling things up that doesn't need to be brought up again, right? right? Like creating something from nothing. And working through triggers is crazy because it's like, you can work through them and you can get to that point where you're comfortable with them and you're done with that that whole thing of like you think that they're done the triggers are done like for instance ghosting you get ghosted you're triggered by being ghosted whatever eventually life goes on and you realize hey maybe not everybody's gonna ghost me and then it happens again and you're like oh here we go again and that's the waves of life here right we go again but then, the you know how to, but then you know how to work through them mm -hmm. So it's like, oh, fuck, here we go again. You get ghosted, whatever. But it's like, now I know how to work through it. Because I was in the trenches for months and years afterwards. Because, thought it was the end of the world. Oh, fuck. I thought that I was going to die. <laughs> but then it happens again. And it's like, you know what? I didn't do anything fucking wrong. Yeah, and but I'm not going to let that bring me down again. That's the self-love part. Mm -hmm. Is that it's like realizing that you're not the one who fucked up. And it's on them. And that's embarrassing for them, not you. That's a huge thing. Mm -hmm. Just flipping the switch. Like, oh, you ghosted me instead of being like, oh my God, maybe I wasn't good enough in bed. Or maybe I wasn't, ew, I never thought that. But, <laughs> but maybe like, you know, maybe I wasn't good enough to him or maybe I didn't treat him well enough or I didn't do this and I didn't do that. That doesn't matter because they already made the decision to do that to you. Mm-hmm. Without any communication. Right, or any reason. <laughs> she's giving me a thumbs up because she's like just feeling it. I'm not trying to trigger her, but I mean, you can also be vulnerable and you can reiterate to people a million times that ghosting triggers you or something triggers you. And this actually happened to me. Um, <laughs> I love this. I don't, I, this is funny. She loves the story. She thinks it's, it's hilarious. It's funny because looking back at it now, it's just like, that actually happened. This grown man actually treated you. And this he was way. he was a grown man. He was like ten years older than I was. And he obviously I was super vulnerable with him and told him actually I was the only one that was vulnerable with him, but told him that, you know, ghosting is triggering for me. That's a relationship that's what happened in my last relationship and I never really got that closure. I had to get that closure for myself which came with that self-love part and having the people around me fill my cup and make me feel like it wasn't my fault because it wasn't. And I reiterated that to him and <laughs> loaned him the old. Homeboy say what you told him. No, say what, tell, oh. them what, tell them what you told him oh, well, from the get-go. He said to me, like, would you rather be ghosted or like have somebody kind of reiterate to you like that they're just not interested? And I was like, Please, anybody on this planet, just for the tell love me. God. For the love of fucking God, if you don't want to be with me, just tell me. I don't care. Right. If you don't want to be with me, great, because I don't want to be with you. It'll sting for a minute, but we'll move on. But it's like if you're not willing to meet me in the middle, why would I even want to be with you? Right. That's embarrassing. I'm not going to beg on my knees for you. Mm -hmm. But anyway, so I told him. <laughs> so I told him that. And uh, not even probably like a month later. <laughs> 
I he had something else going on the whole time. So I mean, he was busy. I'm sure he didn't have time to text me to let me know. I want the the people to know that it's not them. Right. Like, and you can do everything for them. You can like be on your hands and knees for them. You can be. <laughs> Don't give that example. You can bring them dinner. We can't have something too specific. You can bring them dinner. You can, I don't know, any, like, you can go out of your way a million times, but if that person is, like, set on not being with you or not being respectful to you, it's out of the question already. Like, there's mm-hmm. no changing that. So you gotta, like, put up your chin and carry on because Thanks. it wasn't on you. It's a reflection of them, not you. And, and like, you, you guys were literally just like... not on the same wavelength. Like, no. I always say, it's not personal. It was not personal. It was completely, like, vibrational. vibrational. He was not on your wavelength. There was no way that he was going to give you what you needed and what you... And she saw this happening the whole time. I mean, this is just one example. But that's the example of telling your friends, like, oh, I see this, I see this. And it's like, you had to go through that. And now looking back at it from this perspective, Mm -hmm. you're like, oh, yeah, I totally knew what you were talking about. Well, I'm not the only one. We started a cricket farm in that time being. That's how many men we had that just weren't on. But it's so crazy to look back on that because that was literally a year ago now, more Mm -hmm. over a year ago now before that. And it's like, we look back and it's like, what the fuck were we doing? But we needed to go through that to get here. And now I'm laughing in my connections. Like, my connections are coming to me and they're fucking awesome. Right. I love them all. Mm -hmm. I love all these people. Yeah. I just want to be around them and they're I, way more fulfilling and more magical than they would friends, have ever been romantic a year ago yeah yeah it doesn't matter and crazy shit has happened in the past year just like stories of just i don't know i'm sure we'll get into them eventually but just stories of meeting people and being around people that are just so on that same vibe mm-hmm. and it's like that will happen to you once you get in tune with yourself and setting that self-love setting those standards for yourself and knowing what you deserve because those people are going to come into your life and they know what they deserve. Right. So here you are and you're fucking, you're, you're rocking with it. And it's awesome. Like you just got to push yourself out of the comfort zone and don't per, like, don't pursue something if you're not aligning with it. Don't force it. Mm-hmm. Self-love it sometimes it, actually all the time needs to be done subconsciously mm-hmm. because the problem is, is you invest and do things that you don't even notice you're doing that are actually draining you. For shitty relationships? Yeah, for shitty, re- oh yeah, mm. for shitty relationships, not for good relationships, because you should never feel like you're you're being drained or, or you consciously need to be practicing self-love right. because that relationship is draining you. You should just be subconsciously right. loving yourself and just practicing just moving, doing things. Just flowing in life. Right. And we've talked about this so many times with like our girlfriends. It's like, mm-hmm. they act like, they, well, talk and it'll be like well why do I feel so drained talking to him and it's like well he, he's not wanting to hang out with me and this and like it shouldn't be that hard right it shouldn't be that hard you shouldn't be waiting there like waiting for a text or you know checking up on where he is or like just stupid shit that girls do like to be like why isn't he into me is he you know is he talking to other girls is he on another date with another girl he could very well be he could mm-hmm. very well oh he probably is <laughs> he probably is and it doesn't matter because all that you can do at the end of the day is move with love in yourself and that reflects out so hard and it's it's so evident like when you love yourself it just you, it radiates from you you got to tap into yourself first going back to that subconscious part you're doing things like trying to get you know 
the right Snapchat. You're trying to formulate the right text. You're sitting there for three hours trying to formulate the right text. Fuck, I've been there in the past probably week. I won't even lie. <laughs> but it's so draining because it's like, oh my God, like what am I supposed to say to him? What do I do? I don't want him to think that I'm this and I don't want him to think that I'm that. And then you're trying Just to- Just authentically be right. you. You're trying to construct the relationship. You're trying to warp it into something that it might not even be worth no. it. And then you're stuck and left drained because you're like, oh, well, I tried so hard. It's like, you don't have to try so hard. Like we've all been, we've all been there. Right, but like you've been there too, where it's like you are like, well, I want to say this, but like, I don't want it to come across like this. Right. And I don't want it to come across like this. And it's like, dude, whatever you say, it's it does that intuitive, not matter. It's that intuitive part that we talked about last 60 episode. 60 seconds. 60 seconds. Open that message. Like. If a connection is going to thrive, it's going to thrive. It doesn't matter what you say. Obviously, like, be nice and don't be rude, but there isn't something or something not that you could say that's going to change the situation. Like, right. the connection is the connection. If it's going to flourish, it's going to flourish. Like, right. both people are going to feel it, and that's that's what it's going to be. And gonna he's be. not going to think that you're being desperate, and you're not going to think that he's with other girls, mm-hmm. and he's, you're, you just don't even think about that stuff. Yeah. Like, true connections that I've formed, I'm not even thinking about that. I actually no. don't really give a fuck. You want to go hang out with another girl? I actually have said this in the past couple days. Like, you want to go hang out with another girl? Honestly, like, go ahead. Because that doesn't affect our connection. Mm-hmm. Our connection still stays true to whatever it is. And you I think can that's form a common, other connections. That's a common misconception, too, is that if you're forming other connections, it totally, like, ixnays your connection, right? It doesn't diminish any other connections that you've made before. Mm-hmm. They're going to be what they're going to be. Right. Well, me and Joe's connection, Joe isn't a real person. Me and Joe's connection could be so, 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 so strong. But, but then, then Bill comes around oh, and we Bill. make another, oh, Bill, not again. <laughs> me and Bill make a connection too. It's awesome and it's flourishing, but it's not the same as me and Joe's. Right. It will never be the same as You me still and value Joe's. and appreciate Bill's, but you will always like, appreciate it's, it's Joe's not the same. as well, but they're different, well. they're different connections. Mm-hmm. And that's the part of the self-love bit where it's like you have different components to yourself that need to be fulfilled. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's navigating which ones are truly important to you and what are your like, not like your non-negotiables because I don't like to say like checklists and stuff, but and you got to really, like, you got to really take note of how you're right. feeling around people. Like, do they make you feel good? Do they make you feel calm? Like, is it's a, this is a big one for girls too. They always say like, is he making your nervous system calm, right? Mm-hmm. Like, are you tired around are him? You, are you at ease with him or are you always in this heightened state of like anxiety of like, mm-hmm. oh, what is he gonna think of me? Oh my God, is my hair the right way? You is my eyelash falling You the bar and you get off? the sweats. Like, yeah, like what's, what's happening? Do I look okay? Like it's, it literally doesn't matter. Obviously we're human. We wanna like impress people with like looks. It's that's just natural. natural. That's a natural thing, but it's like you really got to take account and just be you. Be you. Because honestly, more that's you, all you can be. And really take account into how you feel around people. Because that's, that's your biggest indicator of how you want to feel in relationships. Mm-hmm. So you got to take note of when you are meeting people or even with friendships, like how your friends treat you and that. And things change. I mean, you can't always sit there too and be like, yeah, but he did this for me and he treated me this way and whatever else. Past tense. Think about what you think about right now, mm-hmm. in the moment. How do you feel right now? It doesn't matter that two years ago, just because you guys have been together for seven years, and two years ago he took you on this magical vacation and y'all had the best time ever. It doesn't matter because now, in this moment, you're not feeling that anymore. Right. Because you've changed, and the connection hasn't come with the change. Mm-hmm. So things come in waves, and this is one of them. 
But I feel like a lot of times too, we self-sabotage. Fuck, oh, I am oh the- Oh my God. <laughs> I feel like that's been like the biggest realization like in the last years yeah. is like the whole self-sabotage bit. Really understanding, like you've always, we've always heard like, oh, it's self-sabotaging, but what does that actually look like and how can that show up in relationships? It's really like, we all deal with it. Sometimes I honestly still deal with it. And sometimes you don't even realize you're doing it. You're stopping something from happening before you even gave it an opportunity in a means to try and control a situation. Right. Or like you're trying to, I think you and I were talking about this the other day where it's like, you're actually convincing yourself out of a situation because it seems too good to be true, but you haven't even had a reason mm -hmm. to be out of the situation. Right. Just because like, oh, this guy's so awesome, blah, 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 but but he liked but, this girl's photo right. a month ago. He must be seeing somebody else. <laughs> this isn't true. I actually just made that up, but I'm sure somebody's felt that way before. Right. But we always check ourselves on that. Like when we're talking, she's like, but, but no, 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 no. Don't say that. You like, got to live it out to know. Right. It's, it's just human though. Like us wanting to control situations, but that's the whole thing of like, just floating sometimes. It's like you, you learn to ride the waves, but you got to float in them too and just surrender. Surrender to things around you. Surrender to what's happening and just take note of things that are happening. You don't have to control everything because the more that you control, it's just, it's going to crumble in front of your face. Well, and you know too that it's all stemming from fear mm -hmm. and fear is the oh. lowest vibration that you could ever have. Fear yeah. is literally the root of all evil, right? <laughs> <laughs> root, it is, it's the root of all evil is that it's like mm -hmm. you not only self-sabotage for yourself, but you're sabotaging something that could be good for somebody else or mm -hmm. benefit somebody else as well. Fear right. is just a negative, ugly thing oh. that we need to just, I don't even want it coming out of my mouth right now. I don't like but it. But it's that fear from like past relationships too of like, oh, I got hurt in the past. So I see something that comes up in a new connection and it's like, oh, no, just going to stop that right off the bat. But it's like, because whatever happens again, I'm too scared. Right. Where's that coming from? We try to overprotect ourselves in a meet like to control the situation. Again, it's all, it's all control. Self-sabotage is just controlling the situation out of fear. Right, and a lot of people, like I've said to me in the past, not so much in the past year, just cause I've really like woken up, but before that of just like, you're so cold hearted, you're so cold hearted, but little do they know behind the scenes, I'm like trying so hard and grasping for everything because I wanna, I wanna be loved, I wanna experience mm -hmm. love, but I just wasn't ready because if I was, then it would've happened. Mm -hmm. But that's self-sabotaging right there is like thinking that you can make somebody wanna be with you and grasping at what it could be and picturing what it could be when it's like, what the f what the fuck like it doesn't even make sense like well we could have had that white picket fence and we could have dated we could have had the dog and the kids you're living in a fantasy that's the thing well, though. You like, you're living in the fantasy right. of what could have been instead of what is right now right so it shows up like self-sabotage shows up in so many ways in relationships platonic mm -hmm. romantic and it's different for you, everybody based off of everybody's own triggers and fears and limiting beliefs and well, past experiences right everybody literally has a different way of self-sabotaging and their triggers are all so different mm -hmm. whether they're minute or large you actually brought this brought up this point but about like you can actually neglect exploring new things Out when something comes to you because you're just nervous that you're gonna get hurt or like the relationship could be so good that it's like 
people can totally relate with that. Like you stop something from happening and flourishing in a fear that it, that it's not going to either end in the way that you think or that it's going to end poorly. Right. So you just don't even try because it's like it's too scary. Mm-hmm. So you dream and you fantasize about what things could be, but if they're not leveling out and rolling out that way, you start freaking out and then you overprotect yourself and think, oh my God, maybe... Uh, I don't know what's happening. I don't know what's happening. Like, just let it all happen. Because if that end fantasy is supposed to happen... It'll play out. It'll play out. Like, just chill out. I feel like in self-sabotaging, though, a lot of people see it as just setting their own standards and being like, well, no, I'm not self-sabotaging it. I'm just setting my standards. I'm setting my boundaries. And that's super important. I think that's the most important thing that you can do in a relationship. But there's a right way to do it than coming off cold, right? Right. And ruining something that is actually good for you. Mm Mm-hmm. Just because you're setting the boundary that maybe you didn't want him to sleep over on Monday night mm-hmm. doesn't mean that you're self-sabotaging, but it also could mean that you're self-sabotaging. Like, right. you don't really know. That's a stupid example, but... But yeah. your standards are, and boundaries in a relationship are so important because mm-hmm. they're communicated, right? Like, you communicated, yeah, I would maybe prefer not to be ghosted, and then it happens, and it's like, okay, that was my standard, and someone just completely, like neglected what I had to say and went against it. It's like, that's not a good feeling either when people don't respect your boundaries. Yeah. And then it makes you want to put up even more walls because it's like, well, this happened and this happened. So setting your standards and boundaries are super important, but there's healthy ways in which to do it. Right. And I feel like a good example would be like expecting or setting the standard that you want somebody to maybe take you on a date before, you know, you have like private time alone. And it's like a lot of times maybe people assume that, you know, they can just come over or to come over and do this and maybe have something more intimate. When you're setting the standard, that's when you come back and say, no, like, why don't we go on a date or why don't we go grab a drink or whatever kind of to be able to uh, curb that question and kind of put yourself in that situation where you're setting the standard and the boundary rather than self-sabotaging and just ending the relationship on period. But sometimes... Like, oh, he has to come over. Obviously, he doesn't respect me. Right. Like, who said that? Right. You did. Sometimes you put out that boundary and then it never, like, bounces back. And it's like, all right, if you don't want to respect that boundary... But it's, it's not even, like, a respect. It's more of just, like, hey, this is where I'm at. This is what... I would appreciate and if, if you don't interested if you're not interested then that's okay but this is how i would like to move and right? that's why it's like you don't settle for someone who isn't ready to love you the way that you love them mm-hmm. it doesn't even have to be like love right off the bat it's just it, common no respect. but eventually right getting to that point of like you want to have a connection where you're sharing love whether mm-hmm. it be platonic romantic whatever that even goes for friendships too like i've known like multi like some of my girlfriends are it's like well, I have these friendships and it's, we want to hang out all the time, but no one's putting the effort into hanging out and you're constantly like texting, hey, you want to do this, you want to do this, but no one's ever coming back. It's like, it's going to be mutual, whether it's platonic relationship, like people are Mm going to want to hang out with you. It's just a matter of making it happen, communicating. Yeah. Like that goes into the part two of like not settling for somebody who isn't ready to meet you where you're at. Mm -hmm. Not only like, does that mean like, for someone who isn't ready to love you the way that you love them or the way that you're ready to be loved, the energy needs to be matched. Right, and you can't blame anybody else but yourself because you're the one setting the standard. Right, exactly. Whether that be in platonic mm-hmm. relationships, it honestly does not matter. It could be the most minute. Really? Communicate, like... It doesn't have to be these huge standards and, bra- and boundaries, but it's just the way... The connection like, doesn't even have to be huge. Right. It's just the way that you hold yourself, and it's like, you can't read people's minds and what they want. That's why, like, communication is such a huge 
an important aspect in any relationship because you can't just read. Like, I, I can't, I'm not going to sit here and understand why someone doesn't want to hang out with me or why I'm not being treated the way I want if I never set the standard. Well, yeah, you can't read the minds of people and people don't change. So it's like they either need to communicate that with you or not because you can't change somebody to make them meet you where you're at. Mm-hmm. So you got to set the standard, and if they respect it and they follow it, then cool, and if not, then they don't. Right. And it's hard sometimes because it's like going back and oh, setting a standard. Don't even get me started on this. It's I'm like still in a turbine about it. You started a connection. It started out a way, but it's like I really do value this connection, but I just wish things were maybe a little bit different, or I wish they would have taken me on a date, or I wish I'm, you know, like I wish just things that you wish you could have had before you got to the point that you're at currently, right? right? And it's so hard to come back because it's like, you obviously enjoy hanging out with them and you like being around them, but how do you come back and be like, okay, but I want this now. Cause it didn't start like that. Well, this is, yeah, this is something that I've been in a turbine about Mm -hmm. for some time now. And it's like the, this person or people that I've experienced it with before is it's like, they are respecting my boundaries and they're respecting me. That's what makes it difficult. But I'm just submissing to what they're giving me because I just want to be around them and I just want their attention and I just want our connection to keep flourishing because it is. That's the problem is that the connection hasn't stopped being a good connection. But you want more. But I want, but it's not even like I want more, like, oh, I want him to date me. I want to get married, but like, I don't want more like that. I just want more because our connection is so good mm-hmm. that I want to experience it at different levels. You want to explore more with them. with them. You want to explore, yeah. you want to go do things. You want to, right? So how, it, how it's like hard to bring that stuff up when you've already started a foundation on whatever it was. Right. right? And they're happy with that foundation, obviously, because they're not trying to push it further. Mm-hmm. but neither am I like right. I'm kind of in the bit of like well I want to reach out to them to do this because I want to do this and I'd love if they were there because our connection is at that point right but I don't want to be that girl but why not but why not but also it's like you either do that and like it's like that fuck around find out you either ask and it's like if it goes sideways whatever at least you asked and said said what you wanted you voiced your opinion or you just stay in that stagnant thing and then you're frustrated because you're like I just want this, but it's like, it's not working out. Well, both of them are fucking frustrating (laughs) and they're so scary Mm -hmm. because it's like, you're, you're either scared because you're putting yourself out there and you're becoming vulnerable Mm -hmm. and you're afraid of what the answer and the reciprocation is going to be, or you stay stagnant and you don't ever know. Right. But you never get to that point where you can find out because you didn't fuck around. You didn't fuck around and find out. And at that point you're just actually, you're just disrespecting your own boundaries if anything, right? right? right. Because you're not giving yourself what you need and it comes back to that whole self-love thing. It's like, if you value what you need and want in a relationship, you have to communicate that. And it doesn't have to be rude. It's just, you're communicating your boundaries and it's literally just basic respect for yourself. It's just so hard to come back from like that, like you said, Mm -hmm. that foundation that you've already set. Mm -hmm. Like even people I'm sure you guys have heard and we've heard, oh, I have those friends, but like we just party together. Like, we're not really, like, like I wouldn't text them to meet up for coffee. Like, we're just party friends or, like, opposite. Like, her, or like, or we don't really party together. Like, we just kind of, like, text about this or we just do this. And you put your relationship in a box when it's, like, why does it have to be that way? But it's so hard to push yourself out of it and go back. Mm-hmm. Or, like, when you and this guy are just used to going home together after the bar or used to just hanging out at this place or doing this. It's so awkward 
like for your own boundaries it's kind of like out of that's it. the comfort zone right you're comfortable mm-hmm. with your connection in that zone so it's like and you don't want to ruin it right but and you're afraid you're afraid that if you say something you'll ruin it but you don't know what it looks like outside of that box it could be you could hate that person outside of that environment right right or it could be completely different outside of that environment and you you literally don't know unless you try right and like who knows what they're thinking mm-hmm. maybe they want to do the same thing but they're too spooked that's the most frustrating part sometimes is like both people might be saying thinking the same thing yes both people are too afraid to say say anything yeah and then you're stuck in that stagnant box of like being in the same place all the time with the same people you never get to explore it it's so crazy because like at the start of this just saying that we were unraveling this slowly it's like everything that we say we are unraveling it slowly but this topic has so many layers layers that it's like you peel back one and fuck 12 come out all i can say is like try to respect your own boundaries and try to set them as early as you can because it is so hard to go back and that's mm-hmm. like like i said it's just the biggest thing that i've had to deal with yeah probably that, in the past year it has nothing to do with me on no. the sense of like my self-love or but self-sabotaging it's, but it's so awkward I, all of a sudden i go mute mm-hmm. i just don't even know what to say but i feel like you can become a lot more confident in setting your boundaries and standards when you are more in tune with yourself and self-love and and you see your triggers come up in self-sabotage ways it's a lot more easy because you're looking at it from a different lens now right so well, i've been setting more boundaries right. now but it's like that one connection that learn. i still have that i still have developing um is difficult because we have so many already like preset notions of like what we expect of each other and it's so hard to change that now mm-hmm. but it's like now new relationships that i've brought into my life are completely different doesn't mean that that relationship with that person that I speak of is, has changed at all or been diminished. It's just like... It's different. It's different. You and can't compare apples to oranges. No. He's an apple, they're, they're an fruits. orange. There's just fruits in a fruit bowl, you know? Right, they're having a fruit party. Yeah. Fruit salad. Yeah, so what would you, what would you say is like your biggest takeaway on like this topic? I know it's a huge topic that we're diving into, but... Let's let's give a little takeaway on what we've kind of learned about like the whole self-love, self-sabotage and setting our standards. Before we get into that, because I do obviously have some takeaways, mm-hmm. but I really want to touch on the idea this just came to me, but the idea of like setting that boundary not only with yourself, but the way that you are connecting with other people. That whole mm-hmm. saying that I, oh, this is going to come back to You can't just put it this. on other people. It's on yourself too, it's on right? on yourself too. Mm-hmm. I've heard multiple times of like, well, it's not my fault. He's the one that did this. Or, mm-hmm. or it's like a lot of times, I mean, specifically with people that cheat or disrespect their girlfriends or disrespect their boyfriends. Mm-hmm. If they'll do it with you, they'll do it to you. Or for you. To get you. To get you. Yeah. And it's like, that is such a sticky area because what makes you think that you're different? Right. Nothing. Where's the self-respect on that? Where's mm-hmm. the boundaries on that? Where are the boundaries that you're setting for yourself? Mm-hmm. Just because you think that this guy's going to change for you when he's going home and treating somebody else like dog water? Where's the self-respect on that? And where's the self-love? And where's... Dog water, ranch water, lemon water. Well, you're not treating me like ranch water because I love that. <laughs> I love ranch water. Okay, that'll be the saying now when he's treating you well. He's treating me like ranch water. Yeah, and his body's treating me like fucking dog water. <laughs> But that kind of adds into my takeaway, if you mm-hmm. want to look back around to that, yeah, is that my takeaway is you can't change anybody, mm-hmm. no matter what. I, you can change people 
for the better and you can change things about people, but they're all minute. The root of somebody, the core does not change. No matter how much you love them, no matter how much you try, you can't make them out to be the person that you want them to be mm-hmm. or that you fantasize that they would be or the person that you want them, the way that you want them to treat you. Mm-hmm. That literally will never happen. You need to be with somebody that is going to meet you in the middle and show you how you deserve to be loved. Yep. You literally can't change anybody. No. So don't you try and try. change them. If you <laughs> Good think luck. That, right. <laughs> if you think that sleeping with them for three years is going to make them take you on a date and want to date you, but they just don't, you can't change that. Right. Better I mean, eventually they'll come back around, but don't settle for it then. Because if they didn't want to do that initially, they're going to settle back into their old ways. Or they'll do it for someone else, right? So that's probably my biggest takeaway is that period, you just, you can't change anybody. No Mm -hmm. matter how much you try and force it and grasp it and whatever else, they're not going to be that person that you fantasize that they were. Yeah. You just got to tap into what's actually happening. Mm -hmm. Hello. Hello. Get out of the, what do they call it, rose-colored glasses? Yeah. Or just because everybody else says that they're awesome and they're the best person ever. They're not. It's all about how people treat you. Mm-hmm. That's not about biggest. how they treat other people. Actions over words any day, right? right? Like, they always speak louder. What do you feel like is your biggest takeaway from this topic? Navigating relationships, exploring connections, finding out what's worth it, what isn't. I feel like I struggle. My biggest takeaway is that I struggle with self-sabotage the most because when I'm not experiencing a connection that I'm deeply and emotionally attached to, I just push them away. Yeah without allowing them to ever flourish into their full potential of what right. it could actually be, which makes it really difficult to absorb what's happening right in front of me in the now, even if the connection was never meant to be deep. Right. Like it could have just been a friendship. Like or, in passing. Even. Right. Yeah. I just put up my wall and that's why sometimes it can be, like I can be a little cold sometimes because I, if it's not deep, it's not meaningful to me. Right. right? You're pushing them away because you're like, you almost make them feel like they're not worth it. Right. Because you're just not even allowing it. It could be. I'm not deep, even allowing. It could it. be a deep connection. It could become a deep connection. Mm-hmm. You're not even letting it get there. Right. So like to sum that up, I feel like in an effort, I try to make things so meaningful that I make situations meaningless because I never give it the opportunity that it needs. Well, you're restricting it before it even plays out. Mm-hmm. Like the connection is just like put in a box mm-hmm. or like the interaction. I don't even want to say connection. It's Forget, interaction right, sometimes. Like, uh, it's not even a deep connection at that point. Right. Like but. it's your thought, correct for me if I'm wrong, but yeah. it's like even it could just be like an interaction. Yeah. And it's like you're not even in, like not even investing in the conversation or like being engaged because you're like, man, this isn't deep. Right. Or this guy like, or this girl or anybody right kind of like blows like whatever because this connection's not deep when right. like that's not even the case mm-hmm. they could teach you something still right so this, this is a reminder to anyone who may feel this way is just enjoy the presence of conversation and connections nothing has to be this deep meaningful magical connection because in a means trying to search for that all the time you're going to miss out on all the other connections happening right in front of you it's and literally like when you're thinking about what you're going to say next or like what the person is going to say next in a conversation and mm-hmm. it's like you don't even know what they're going to say and it could be electric right but you don't even know because you're shutting it down before it even happens right and how am i ever going to get to a deep meaningful connection if i don't like let down my walls a little bit and stop that self-sabotaging bit from happening right, right. so it's just a reminder like just be in the moment be in the presence because nothing's going to last forever so you might as well just enjoy the time you have and ride the wave with them well, while, while you're in the moment like it's just a memory at the end of the day and if it goes somewhere great 
but yeah I know I know other people struggle with that as well well yeah because it's like you don't even you don't even care to see what's going to happen because mm -hmm. again it's like you don't want to get hurt but sometimes even those deep and meaningful connections that you speak of hurt you even worse yeah so how are you mm-hmm want to jump into our title talk for the love of yes <laughs> god i want to jump into this title talk do you want to go first mine's just an yes. fmk yeah, yeah i'm doing a fuck mary kill today people okay my question today is from a little book called a hundred little things happy Great successful book. people do differently i love this book there's like so many different chapters and at the end of one there's a little questions they say so this one actually is self-love love questions to make you think so i thought it was fitting to Aww, today's that's topic so sweet but this is okay my question for you is what's something new you recently learned about yourself mm, i honestly would say like that takeaway part yeah like relating back to my mm -hmm. takeaway is that it's like you literally can't change people. Yeah. You can't change people's responses. You can't change people's like way that they react to you. You can't change people's actions. You can't change anything about anybody mm -hmm. to try and like control this. I've never been a controlling person. Like I've always been a like very laid back in that situation, but I've always been attached to the outcome, the outcome mm -hmm. in the sense of like, Oh my God, what's he going to say? Oh my God, how's he going to react to that? Oh my God, how is she going to re like reply to me? Or how, you know, mm -hmm. it doesn't really matter. Like, like I can't change it anyways. It. Right. So it's like, I might as well say what I want to say. And if you don't fucking like it, then don't like it. <laughs> Too and if bad. you're going to be an asshole, then you're going to be an asshole. Right. If you're going to leave me unopened, you're going to leave me unopened. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't really matter. So you can't change people. So just be you. Yeah. Because that's all you can do. Love that. Can't be anybody else, but just say you can try, but then you look like an idiot. Right. What about you? Can I turn it back on you? Yeah. Um, I, it, it's funny because it's like the same thing about the takeaway, but mine's kind of like a twist on personal instead of like in relationships yeah. self-sabotaging. But like personally, it's like waiting for that approval. Like no one is ever going to give you that approval to move ahead in something. You just have to go. Right. Like you, you're going to be waiting forever if you're constantly waiting for someone's approval to live the way you want to, to go places, to live places and things like that. So that's the biggest thing that I've learned like, I don't know, recently probably in these like last two months is like just... You're the only person yeah. that can follow that intuition. Nobody else can tell you how that right. is. Right. Like you got to do things for you and you can't, you'll be waiting decades years your, your whole life maybe if you're waiting for someone else's approval and it sucks sometimes because sometimes it's the closest people to you that you're it waiting always is actually. Yeah, that you're waiting for their approval which is the hardest to move forward with sometimes because obviously you value and respect their opinions but and you at love the them. End, yeah at the end of the day you know what's best for yourself and you kind of just you, you really you just have to do what's best for you you only have one life. Yeah. So what are you going to do? Sit around and wait for somebody else to tell you how to live it? You got to you gotta be okay with, like, giving yourself that approval. You can't look for it in anybody else, and that comes back. We're really circling right back to the whole self-love thing. Is like you have to give that to yourself first. You can't wait for someone else to give you the okay. Yeah, you got to live the life and love the life that you live and that you lead. Because if not, you're not even – I mean, we've talked about this before, but it's like the more that you love your life and the more that you – practice that and fully are just content with where you're at that's contagious so contagious unless you want to be a little grumpy pants and ruin everybody's vibe around you mm -hmm. then wait for everybody's approval right but if you just want to go to the beat of your own drum you're probably going to inspire a lot more people and you're probably going to make a lot more people feel a way that they haven't felt before and so. inspire to 
to make those decisions for themselves too. Mm -hmm. But yeah. All right, my title talk. Taking a little bit of a different edge on things. The fuck Mary Kill. This was inspired by one of my friends yesterday. <laughs> that uh, I wanted, an, you know, I wanted to know what to do for title talk, and he said to do a fuck Mary Kill. It's hilarious. You ready? Ready. Would you rather? Would you rather? Okay, <laughs> fuck Mary Kill. Fuck Mary Kill. Fuck Mary Kill. You ready? Yeah. Matcha. Oh. Coffee slash espresso and lattes. That's all in there. Coffee yeah, family. Yeah. Matcha, coffee family, smoothies. Fuck, Mary kill. Oh my, okay. Um, this is a lot for us because we like drinks. You're gonna hate me for this, but I'm gonna kill coffee. <laughs> I'm gonna fuck matcha, and I'm gonna marry smoothies. Okay. Or I know that you can't have like a matcha smoothie. Don't try to get around on this. Like if you're killing matcha or you're just fucking matcha, you're literally just fucking it. That's, That's okay. It. I'll, I'll just fuck matcha. Okay. But I gotta kill coffee because I could never. <laughs> Yeah, no caffeine. Yeah, matcha has caffeine in <laughs> and it. And you're just fucking it. That doesn't mean you get the whole bed. <laughs> you crazy? Yeah, but a smoothie is like, you can have a smoothie bowl, smoothie. I gotta marry that, because that's for life. Okay. For lifers. For life. But matcha, it's like, I fuck with... See, I always say it like, I fuck with a matcha. Yeah. Like, that's right. a good matcha. I don't need it. Like, I'm very selective with my caffeine anyways. So, mm -hmm. but oh, coffee, I do love a coffee, but it's like... I'd rather a matcha over a coffee. You? I'm marrying coffee, hands down. I yeah. love coffee. Yeah. Um, like a latte, a vanilla latte or a cinnamon honey latte has me in a choke. Oh, uh, this is a hard one. Yeah, no honey lavender lattes for you. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, or bourbon vanilla latte. Oh. Anyways, I'm marrying coffee. Um, and, you know, I'm fucking smoothies because I cannot live without that one from Kaleidoscope in Scottsdale, Arizona. You're not killing matcha. I have to. I literally have to. I just, I love matcha, don't get me wrong, but I can have a green tea. All right, well, it's clear here who lies with matcha and coffee. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love, I'm a big matcha fiend. Like, I love matcha. All right, but you'll never have it again. Okay. You're like, killing whatever. it. Whatever. I just can't live knowing that I could never have that smoothie from Kaleidoscope again. Or that smoothie bowl from Rose that I love. I was gonna get those today. Oh, were you? I would like that. You know Don't. what? We can try again tomorrow. Right. <laughs> um, That's a hard one. That is a hard FMK. You're lucky I didn't start introducing food in there. You would've been sick about yeah, it. Smoothie could be a food. Oh, for sure, like but I did bowl. more of the drink vibe. Right. Like I didn't do smoothie bowl. So anyways, I'd love to hear what you guys have to say about this. I'm like really locked in on that though. I know, me too. Okay, so we're done with it. It's okay. done. Don't you... 60 seconds you went. So don't change your fucking thought. Don't go back on what you say. But anyways, so obviously, like we touched on, we said that this is a huge topic. There's so many layers, like you said, mm -hmm. to it. And there's such a large scale. Right. How this whole topic can go navigating relationships. It means something different for everybody. Everybody's relationships are all different. They're all in a different way. Your relationships are different than mine. So different. Like everything is just different, different. for everybody. It's all subjective. subjective. So it's like, we want to hear from you guys on this topic. Your stories, if you want any advice on anything, mm -hmm. comments, topics that you want to hear. Because honestly, like this is going to be almost like a running series. Like right. you and I were saying is that it's like, we can touch on certain topics. Self-sabotage, self-love. Are setting standards. Standards and boundaries. Like those right? are just three topics of that. And maybe even more right. in that conversation. But mm -hmm. it's like we it's such a large topic and we want to hit the mark 
on everything. Like we want to do it justice. Right. And we could talk so. for hours about those topics, but that was a little tidbit of today. Yeah. And for any for anyone who thinks that they're just t- taking advice or listening to some <laughs> girls on the internet, well, at least Maddie is not. Yeah. <laughs> she's yeah. um she's actually equipped to help you with this. So Yeah, yes. I well, yeah, not only just having like experience and like life experience, but I am <clears throat> fun fact, I'm actually a licensed <laughs> practitioner. I'm equipped to help people with their mental health problems, um, any issues that they're having, relationships. Like, I want to help people with, that's why I'm taking kind of like this way, mm-hmm. but still incorporating that uh, degree that I have because people have real problems. I'm not just here talking on my ass. Right. Like, I never sit here and say, oh, I'm equipped to tell you this and that. And like, fun fact that's actually hilarious is that I did divorce counseling and relationship counseling for a bit, <laughs> which is funny. Like, that's kind of what I was telling you about and like you yeah. guys about just saying like I tried the whole thing like I did I was a divorce counselor just comedy people would ask me if I've ever been married and I'd sometimes say yes depending on, depending I, on. I feel though having real life experience is way more relatable right like talking to your friends is always way more, more relatable but just on a different scale right? right like people are coming to me with actual like I don't want to say right. our problems are a bit like they are they're but problem. they're they're coming to a professional they're paying money like oh don't yeah get they're me paying wrong. a bank for me right. to tell them about their Imagine me paying $200 every time I cry to you. Oh, fuck, I'd be rich. <laughs> I'm just lying. It goes both ways. I mean, I have my one. Usually, like, when the seasons change or, like, every six months, that kind of half-year mark, I usually have a cry. It's a big one. And it's a big one. Like, I can't catch my breath. I'm right. probably vomiting. <laughs> I'm holding her down. Tears yeah. are, eyelashes are stuck to her forehead. <laughs> it's crazy. Um... <laughs> Speaking of which, we're gonna post a video of of our Uber driver the other night. Oh, the eyelashes on the forehead. Oh my god, it's so funny. But we can't even like I can't even do tell justice. the story again. I can't do it justice, so I'm just gonna post it, and y'all will see it then. Mm-hmm. Um, but going back to that, like yeah, like, I'm not just talking in my ass. Like if you need advice on something, truthfully, mm-hmm. like you can message, and like it can obviously it will be anonymous. I would never out anybody for mm-hmm. anything, but I'm just saying like yeah. everybody's dealing with their own things and sometimes people don't want them to be public even if it is anonymous. Mm-hmm. So if you know if you ever want to reach out about anything, even like to me just personally, like through Instagram or whatever, like know that you always can. Like I've always wanted to work. It's always been my goal to work from like a trauma informed approach, like preventative approach. And I know that taking this way, like through the podcast and kind of like the brand and going through that way is going to be really helpful because mm-hmm. it's like I'm helping people before it gets too difficult, before they get to the yeah. rock bottom. Right. Like it can't be reversed. Once you hit rock bottom, you don't ever forget hitting rock bottom. Mm-hmm. But just having the conversation about it helps. It right. helps like to feel like you're not alone and everybody else or some people are going through the same things as well. 100%. Just having the conversation and relating to other people that are going through the same thing. Right. I feel like that's such a helpful way to actually get through something is relating to someone who's going through it as well. Right. And nipping in the bud, like, when it's happening. Mm-hmm. Like, if you feel those things happening, like, you know that you can always talk to, obviously, both of us. But, you know, if you want maybe professional mads, I just got to put my glasses on and <laughs> pull up my clipboard. No, I'm just kidding. But imagine that. Um, honestly, though, like, if you ever need anything we're out here we're here to help you mm-hmm. um but yeah do you have anything else to add no yeah. i think that's good um so if you haven't take a second follow us on whatever platform that you're we listening appreciate to appreciate it yeah, so much 100 percent. so whatever platform you're listening on whether it be spotify apple 
We appreciate you following. It means the world. We just got some stickers in the mail, so we're super excited. We're going to go paint, paint the city. city. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, the, the stickers are such such a big thing in Nashville. Like, every single bar has stickers everywhere. So it's QR codes. Like, and we're scanning them all yeah. the time. We're, it's fun to just put your sticker up. Yeah. And it's fun to see, like, this little idea that we had a year ago just in a sticker even. Like, it's, right. it's all coming, coming together. Right. And, it's unraveling. Yeah. And we love to see it. We appreciate you. Yeah, we'll see you in the next episode. Can't wait. See you guys next time. Bye. Bye.